Welcome to Pop Goes the Weasel's podcast. This is uh, this is our seventh episode. Lucky number seven. Lucky seven. What did we watch this week? We watched Highlander. There can only be one. There can be only one. Ah, oh, shit. I already ruined it. You were so close. <laughs> so close. There can be only one? There can be only one. There can be only one. Got it. Um, this was, and remains, I still say, one of my favorite movies and series of movies. Um... It just hit me at the right time. Uh, I, you know, when I was, when I was a wee lad, uh, <laughs> this movie came out in 1986. It was on video in 1987. Uh, I used to make my cousins rent it when our parents would give us money to go to the video store, all the best video, and rent <laughs> movies. Um, I would constantly pick this. What was the name of the other video store in Quincy? Play It Again Video. Play It Again Video, right. That also we talked about, it, I think, on episode one. I think we did. Episode two? It probably. I mean... It's one of them, yeah. And uh, I rented it from there as well. So in staying true to format, would you like for me to give you the synopsis of Highlander? I would love for you to break down Highlander. I will. And I'm going to do it in the most neutral language, which is usually not how we do this, because we watched this last night, mm-hmm. and you have absolutely no idea how I feel about it. I don't. I kept asking you, and you just kept saying, save it for the podcast. Well, I, I mean, we're married. i got to keep the mystery alive. And, you know, I, I feel like very few times do you not know how I'm feeling or thinking. So right. okay. this felt like a cool opportunity. Uh, and so we also couldn't wait to record. Highlander is a 1986 film uh, that is about a Scottish man in the 1500s who becomes immortal. And uh, basically later finds out that it is his duty to fight another breed of immortals or like another person. I wasn't sure if there are more of them or what the deal was, but it has to fight <laughs> another immortal guy and uh, save all mankind in so doing. And then it takes place over many periods of history, but most notably 1500 Scotland and 1980s New York City. You are so very close. What did I get wrong? It was 15th century Scotland, so it was the 1400s. Incorrect. Uh, no, he was no. born in 1518. Oh, you're right. I Oh, my God. I. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Okay, you're right. 1500s. Uh, when you're right, you're right. You know what I was getting confused with, though? Was Mansplaining to me? Were you confused uh, by no. how you thought that was going to go for no, you? No, I was confused because there's a TV series... Uh, they came out after this with Duncan McLeod, Connor McLeod's kinsman, who was born in uh, the 15th century, not the hmm. 1500s. So he was about 75 years younger, I think. We'll have to fact check that now that you're uh, you're making mistakes this early on in the podcast. You, you know what? That's fair, fair, uh, fair enough. Uh- First drink of the night. <laughs> mm. So yeah, so they're not like different. Like species or breeds of Highlanders, or not? They're not even Highlanders; they're immortals. He's the Highlander, right? There um, can be only one. There can be only one. Um, no, they're just uh, so how it works is, and they don't really go to it uh, too much into the first film. They just kind of give you an overview. Um, but how it works is, since the dawn of time, uh, the immortals have been around. Nobody knows where they came from. Uh, immortals themselves don't know what they're there. For. They just know that they have their purpose is to fight each other uh, and can only be killed by cutting off 
each other's heads. So they don't become immortal until they die their first death, which is when uh, why some of them look different ages, right? So if uh, somebody was born to be an immortal but never had a unnatural death, uh, they would have lived. They would have lived and died normally. But if they're born to be an immortal and they had a unnatural violent death like being stabbed as opposed to like dying of like dysentery or something like there could have been there could have been like immortals dying along the Oregon Trail nobody would have never known because they didn't get stabbed or something but once they get stabbed they they their aging is arrested and they stay that age they are unable to have children and they have an uncontrollable urge to gather together and to seek each other out and to cut each other's heads off so that they can absorb all the power and knowledge of that person. And that's the only way to kill them. It's the only way to kill them is to cut their heads off. Yeah. That was a good explanation of immortals. Well, yeah. Thanks. I mean, yeah. Thank you. I also want to point out, since this is <laughs> audio only, that every single time you said stabbed, you stabbed the air. Oh, yeah. no, Every it, single time. It's because I'm very excited about us doing this movie. I know you are. You've been talking about this. I think this was the first thing you mentioned when we talked about this podcast. Oh, yeah. And I think Friday the 13th, part... Six. But I've already seen that one. I know, but you can never see it enough. Mm. But, okay. Uh, I think we're the first two things you mentioned. So, mm-hmm. are you ready for my opinion? Yes, I am. What do you think I thought of the movie? I think that you probably disliked it a lot. I'm here to tell you, it was fucking awesome. No way. You I liked legit it. loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good, right? It's so good! <laughs> It's legit so good. It was crazy, and I didn't want to mention it while we were watching it. We actually watched the director's cut, which I had never seen. I figured that out in my research today. So, and, like, the extra scenes they threw in were the ones about, like, him and his adopted daughter. Oh, love that storyline. Yeah, it could have gone on forever. Uh, it, I, I love, I mean, I loved that whole storyline completely. Um, and there was some other scenes that they threw in there. There were some editing things, like, mm-hmm. when he, in the opening. The backflips in, oh, the, in the parking garage. So... So let's, let's before break it we down dive into this further. Oh, yeah, because there's a lot to tear apart of this movie, but yeah. I'm glad that we both love it. Yes. So, yeah, there were definitely things that were major, oive, huge eye rolls. Could not <laughs> believe I was watching it. But honestly, over 90% of the movie, I was super into And you know I hate, like, fighting scenes. Right. You know I hate violence. This, the, the whole nonsense, I was like, God, this is going to be a long two hours. And I would say within... Well, okay. Let me also say, mm-hmm. adding to my love of this movie is my long-standing love affair with the book series Outlander. Right. Which, that's what you kept selling me on. You were like, well, it's just like Outlander. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think it is. And Outlander, for anyone unacquainted with the... Unacquainted? Non-acquainted? Who's not familiar with the <laughs> series Outlander, uh, either books or TV, it is about a... Uh, woman who travels back in time from 1940s uh, Scotland to 1700 Scotland. And then it's also like a romance novel. But then all the other books kind of aren't. Like there are still maybe like a couple okay, decent, pretty good sex scenes. But like they're great. And I've learned a lot about history that I never would have known about all places in the world. But the first book takes place in Scotland. Okay. In not the same time frame. I totally understand that. But so I was like pretty quickly drawn in. Right. Well, because you've been to Scotland. I have been to Scotland on a very strange trip with our friend Cameron over Christmas and New Year's four years ago. And wasn't it because of the Outlander books? 
Yeah, it sure was. Yeah, we booked it on a whim at a wine bar. Um, <laughs> it was strange. It was a really weird trip, but Scotland is beautiful. And there were very few hours of daylight, and we did not rent a car. So we took trains to strange towns, and it was great. It was really fun. Let me just ask really quick before we get back into Highland. Yeah. The wine bar that you guys uh, decided to book this trip at, is this the same wine bar that you guys went to and, and coaxed me into coming up after you had drank in all the wine? And I had, like, a glass. And then you and Cameron left to go to another bar and stuck me with the bill. Yeah, well, we left you her husband, too. Well, yeah, but he didn't know that you guys left without paying after we each had a glass mm-hmm. of wine. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, dead same wine bar, yeah. Oh, same wine bar. Oh, okay, no, I just and wanted not- to get... The first time I've done that. No, that is not the first time you've done that. But I do, yeah, okay, I just wanted to make sure that I was, my my end of the story was up. Okay. Absolutely. Well, yes, dead correct. So you liked this partially because you love Scotland. I was drawn in because of the similarities to Outlander, which I thought you were just lying about. Like, in the way that you told me that uh, Beastmaster was all about animals, a guy who could talk to animals. That's, uh, that. that's like when we go look at houses... And it says, like, charming house in the country. It's, like, next to a 7-Eleven and is a former meth lab. Right. Like, you're you're just putting a completely fake spin on something. This was not. No, no. Highlander is... This was dead accurate. It was so fucking good. I did not like the first scene. So he has to beat some other immortal in the first scene who's maybe aligned to the other guy. Well, the bad guy, it's hard to tell. No, they're all out for each other. Again, there could be only one. There could be only one. But, no, there are there are good ones and there are bad ones. The ones that... So that's why... Uh, that's why Sean Connery's character shows up. Ugh, to... I could... He was... If you hadn't said he was in it, I would have been so shocked that he just shows up halfway through the movie for, like, ten minutes. Yeah, I mean... It's he, amazing, 20 minutes, whatever. But he's, like, a, he's a really integral part of the story, though. A hundred percent. But I kept being like, was he not famous when this movie came out? Because he's still not in it and the movie's half over. Oh, yeah. No, he's... No, he is a very important part of this movie. I would also like to point out, though, that this movie, half of it takes place in the past in Scotland. The and s- Germany and France right. and... Right, yeah. but, I mean, he's the Highlander because yes. the Highlands of Scotland. Correct. The guy playing the Highlander is a French actor named Christopher <sighs> I want, Lambert. I really want to get this out of the way. Sean Connery, who is actually Scottish, plays an Egyptian guy who lives in Spain uh-huh. and travels to Scotland to train him. What's his full name? Uh, his full name, I believe, was Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. And he, at the time he meets the, meets uh, Connor McLeod, the Highlander, he's already like 2,000 years old. Mm-hmm. So like... There's a, so and same with the bad guy. The bad guy is also like four thousand years old. Trillion years old, yeah. So the, yeah, so there are good ones and there's bad ones. And Sean Connery's character shows up to train him uh, because they're all aware of each other in like some sort, in like a weird yeah. sort of way. The quickening like lets them yeah. know when they're closer around each other. And you know what the quickening means? Like what the word means? Yeah, it's like when you tear past your fingernail. No, that's the quick. Oh, the quickening is um, when you first feel a baby move. Oh. Yeah, so like their first like movement of life. I did not know that. Ha-ha! Nice. I had always just assumed it Me hurt really teach. bad. Like It felt like somebody was tearing their fingernail off when another no. uh, mortal was around. 
Good to know. Way better, right? Way better. Yeah. Um, it sounds really negative. It doesn't seem like that is what that word should mean. Well, no, because there was good quickenings and then there was painful ones, too. No, I know, but just the right. actual sound of the word seems painful. Yeah, no, I agree. Instead of like, ah, coolest thing ever, I imagine. I agree. But for me, like, cemented in my head whenever I hear quickening, it doesn't come up as much as I would like it to. Yeah. But whenever I hear it, I immediately think of, oh, Highlander. <laughs> it's, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Christopher Lambert. Okay, so he is, he's a French actor mm-hmm. who does... I think he's great in this movie. I think his accent work in this movie was pretty awful. But, I mean, for American audiences, like, in the 80s, I'm sure not... I mean, like, Braveheart wasn't big or anything. Like, Train Spotting hadn't come out. So, like, I'm assuming that the Scottish accent, like, their their point of reference was, like, Scrooge McDuck. So, there it was were passable. airplanes in the 80s. There were... I don't... I'm gonna... I'm gonna throw a flag... For okay. that one, I th- I'm gonna big time disagree. With- I think I just made a football reference. I think you did. Cool. Or like soccer or lacrosse or whatever. I throw flags. Okay. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, maybe maybe I'm completely wrong in here, but I I think that like. It was passable. I thought for- it was so unbearably distracting, and it was my absolute <laughs> least favorite part of the movie. Because he didn't even fucking try. At least at the beginning, mm, he, like, mm. tried to at least, like, muck out. But then by the end of right. the movie, he was straight up, like, I swear, in my head, I know this isn't true, but in my head at the end, he was straight up speaking in French. Well, here's the, okay, so I noticed something this viewing of it that I hadn't really noticed before, and I think it was a line they threw in there just to kind of address that. Mm-hmm. He's being questioned yeah, by the police. The guy says, uh, Nash, he's going by the name Russell Nash in... in present day 1986 or 85 New York uh, he says uh, you got a funny a- or you talk funny Nash where you're from and he just kind of looks at him really like side eyes and said uh, a lot of places or all over I'm from everywhere but yeah. it's straight up a French accent that's the thing like and but it's worked... conceivable that in 400 years he would have traveled around the world and picked up different accents I would agree but I would also say he'd be able to say Scottish names not in a French accent I found it so horribly distracting. Also, that was as good as a fair enough. Okay. You got out fair, and then I interrupted right. you. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a sip then. Um, other than that, I thought the acting was excellent. And yeah. Sean Connery's costume with that peacock cape. Oh, was, yeah. And the hat was just a, a dream. And then we were going to bed last night, and I came in the room and I said, after washing my face, and I was like, how weird is it that we poke holes in our body and then put shiny things in them? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking it because I was annoyed that I still have to take my earrings out. Right. Because I don't like to sleep with them. But what you said <laughs> was, oh, are you thinking about Sean Connery's earrings in that movie? Because he had a lot of them. Which... Oh, no, no, he just had one, but it was giant. Oh, it was a big it one? Was okay. fucking large. In any event, I love that like, you just assumed I was thinking about Sean Connery's earrings. Well, I just liked that. Because I wanted to believe that you think it, like... I wasn't just thinking about Highlander because we just watched it. I legit think about Highlander at least four times a month. I think I'm going to now, too. I am shocked at how much I enjoy that movie. There are things I really hated, which we'll obviously get to, but, like, generally, I thought it was so entertaining. So good, right? And, and it's enough, it's not quite like what we were talking about in the last episode of, like, the full little stories, like, in Trading Mom or North. But I love that there were, like, the little vignettes. Oh, of his different experiences. Yeah, yeah, in different times and places. I adored that. I thought the humor in it was very well done. 
Oh, yeah. I thought the villain was played terrifically by Clancy Brown. Oh, who's I amazing. I figured out I know him from Lost. He was I, in Lost? Yeah, I don't think you and I got that far. Oh, yeah, but, I gave up on that show. Yeah, I know you did. But so, I was like, <laughs> what do I know this guy from? And you gave me your typical glib answer whenever I ask that, which is, I don't know, everywhere. No, which think, is unhelpful. I think I pointed out, uh, I pointed out uh, Shawshank Redemption, and I pointed. You did not. You I, pointed out and, SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. I believe that was the only one you gave me. In my heart, I was going to tell you both. Well, so then I went on IMDb. That motherfucker has been in two hundred and sixty-six things, and yes, oh, yeah. there are a lot of cartoons, and yes, some are video games, which I don't understand why those are on IMDb, but fine. But still, that's so many things. Yeah, no, he's amazing. Clancy Brown is awesome. Who is he? SpongeBob and SpongeBob? No, he's uh, Mr. Crab. He's like the SpongeBob's boss, the guy that owns the Krabby Patty place. I don't know why I asked that because I've only seen it once, really stoned in college at like three a.m. while other people were playing Mario Kart, and I was dying to go home. Uh, Shout yeah. out Sarah, Sarah Greenswag. I was with you. <laughs> <laughs> I won't mention this room we were in, but it was high time for us to go back to our dorm room to watch HGTV. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Clancy Brown is awesome. He is. Christopher Lambert is also awesome. He shows up. I I don't. Quite does often. he does he play Highlander in the other movies? Uh, I really want I really want to walk down the path okay. of the other movies. Okay, for okay, him. okay. But I was, he was uh, Tarzan and Tarzan Legend of Greystoke. He yeah, which is the first movie he ever spoke English in, and he had like a few words of English. He spoke no English when he booked this movie. So like I give him like a lot of credit for doing what he did, having zero command of the language, because that sounds hard as hell. But in like reading who the other actors they were thinking about getting to play. Connor? Connor. Yeah. Sean, uh, uh, he, yeah, Connor McLeod. Connor McLeod. I would have liked so many of the other actors. Like who? Um, oh shit, I knew I should have left this up on IMDb. I was reading all the trivia, and it is more trivia than I've seen for almost anything on IMDb. Well, because I, I know I say it a lot, but beloved. Beloved, I'm going to agree with you. I love this movie. I loved it. I was shocked. This, and I was like, oh, I can't let him know how much I'm enjoying this. This movie has spawned so many uh, sequels, uh, a couple of TV shows. There was two TV I shows spinoffs of this. I have found that out in my research. Um, it was, and no surprise, I loved the TV show, too. Um, I was really excited to find out that, like, seasons one through four, I think, are on Hulu. Yeah, when you said that, yeah. Yeah. I, I was really excited about that because I really wanted to rewatch them. Um, and he shows up in that, too, every now and then. Huh. Uh, and then it, the torch kind of got passed to Duncan McLeod uh, by Adrian Paul, uh, who played him. But then they teamed up together in Highlander Endgame, which was another one of the movies down the So road. how many movies are there? Okay. A uh, little contention on this one because they did make a direct sequel to this. It was Highlander 2 The Quickening. Mm-hmm. It was a giant, giant turd. It yeah. was so bad that they made, like, somebody made a Renegade cut version of it, <laughs> cut a bunch of shit of it out, re-edited it, and, like, uh, so that it made sense. Because in the sequel, they, th- they, I am convinced that somebody was pissed off at the writer of the first one, because they took a steaming shit on it. Mm. They made. So do we watch that one or no? No, we I is think, it like Godfather Three where you have to? Which by the way, I still never kinda, seen. Kinda, okay. kinda, but I would suggest Renegade version because I'll break down. Okay, the, great. I'll break down the sequel for you right now. 
No, don't. I don't, don't want to know. Okay. Uh, well, no, the original sequel, not the... Okay. Uh, and then I have my list of who else was considered. Okay. So, in the sequel for it, the original sequel, uh, they're not uh, humans. They are from a planet called Zeist. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, yeah, they... It's, it's fucking ridiculous. No, there's like, very there's fly, like, the people from Zeist show up on like flying skateboards and like, no, it is so dumb. Renegade Cut I'll give you, but that's not yeah. terrible. Renegade okay. Cut, they made it different. Uh, okay, so there's Highlander, Highlander 2, The Quickening. Uh, there's one with uh, Mario Van Peebles in it where he's the bad guy. I don't know who that is. Mario Van Peebles? Uh, no, you, but I like you saying it, but no, I don't know who that is. Okay, anyway. Uh, Mario Nina, Van Peebles. Yeah. Uh, Nina Peebles' brother. I don't know who Nina Peoples is. Fair enough. I'm so young. Damn it. <laughs> Are we at three fair enoughs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then there was uh, Endgame. There was, I want to say, like part three was called something else. Then there was maybe a couple with Adrian Paul. Uh, then there was the spin the TV series. Anyway, so there are a yeah, lot. There, there are a lot. There's a lot to watch. I don't Never enough. All, well. And a cartoon. There can be only one. There can be only one. Uh, so, some other actors that were considered most importantly, Kurt Russell. Uh, glad he didn't get it. Oh my god! You're crazy. Glad he didn't get it. That's... I love, and that's not nothing against Kurt Russell. I love Kurt Russell. I want to watch him in anything. I would watch him do Shakespeare. I mean, uh, specifically, yeah. I think you can guess my two favorite movies that he's in. Captain Ron and Overboard. Correct. <laughs> like, I didn't even have to think about it. I love those movies so much. I know, but it, I, can you honestly picture him playing Connor McLeod? In 1985, yes. 100%. Uh, he wouldn't be like 70 in it. No. He wouldn't I, be Star-Lord's dad. Ah, uh, nerd reference. Yeah, nice. Well done. Whew. No, it's 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 just, the, I, it's at the same time he was being like, he was playing Snake Plissken. He was being, I don't know what that is. Uh, from Escape from New York. Uh, and, anyway. And, Big Trouble in Little China. But that's what he filmed instead of doing this. Okay, fine. So okay. you wouldn't like that. I would have. I would have liked the movie. Dude, I would just watch it every single day. If if they, well, I'll case. tell you this: if they had Christopher Lambert play Kurt Russell's character, uh, Jack in Big Trouble in Little China, and they had Russell, like if they had just swapped them, if they just swapped them, I would be okay with that. But I don't think that many more movies would have get made because first off, Kurt Russell would have never signed on for Highlander Two. True, but or, it sounds like no one should have. No, well, I'm glad they did because even though it's a giant steaming pile of shit, it still kept the series, like the, enough people were pissed off about it that they wanted to make a better movie. Yeah. And true. so it kept it alive. Okay. Are you ready for some of the other options? Yes. All of which, I'm not going to read all of them because it's 50 people, but like, give me some the highlights. highlights. Michael Douglas would have uh, been amazing. He's, I think he's a little uh, too little, but I think he would have been good. Uh, Richard Gere, he would have been so good. He's so You're, pouty. I love him. Harrison Ford, eh. Uh, well, I'm, well, I'm sorry. Ron Perlman. I, I'm okay. I'm, let's step back for a second. Uh, Harrison Ford never gets a eh on anything. I he gets an F for me across the board. Nothing. He, Harrison. Uh, I do like Air Force One, not just because of the Nelly. Song. Uh, we got we got to move on. Okay, fair enough. Uh, uh, that, <laughs> that's my first one. You said Ron Perlman though. Mm-hmm. I can't picture him as Connor. I can't either. I could picture him as the evil guy. Oh, the Kurgan. Yeah, he would have been. Really I can't good wait till we get to start talking about the bad guy. Um, Liam Neeson, Gary Oldman, Viggo Mortensen, uh, Val Kilmer. Nah, I agree. Bill Paxton. I don't think. I uh, could have pulled it off. Ready for this next one? Jeff Goldblum <laughs> as Connor McCloud. Yeah. Which is a movie I would watch so much, but I would not have enjoyed it the same way. 
uh, Christopher Reeve, Kevin Costner, Sting was going to play uh, Connor, and then also would have done the music for it. Oh, so oh, I got to talk about the music too. We shall. Mickey Rourke, Ed Harris. I think Ed Harris would have been great, but would he have worn a wig? Not as Connor. Sam Shepard. I mean, some real good options, and then there were some also excellent, excellent options. Sam Shepard for Brenda, Brenda Wyatt's character. Oh yeah. Rosanna Arquette, Jennifer Beals, Tanya Roberts, again from oh, Beastmaster. Tanya Roberts would have killed it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oof. It would have been such a different movie. I Yeah. I think I, they had the perfect cast, honestly. I don't. I like the cast. Other, I, I honestly could not get past his accent. I just couldn't. I wanted to so bad. It kind of grows on you, and maybe it's just it me. Like, well, when you see him in the other movies, or in other films. Oh, films, I see what you're saying, yeah. Because, I mean, it's he's got such a distinct accent that it's not, I don't know, it's just, it's just like a muddle, and I love it. To me, it just sounds French that he's trying to cover as French. So it sounds like French-Canadian. So, okay. Let's talk about, let's talk about the bad guy let's, in the movie. Kurgan. So he battles uh, another, the first person he battles is another guy who was a, uh, he, Fazil, uh, I, I, I think. Yeah, Fazil. Um, he was fighting him with, uh, so Connor McLeod, even though he's from Scotland, has... France. No, he's, Connor McLeod is from I Scotland. Know, yeah. Uh, he, his sword is a samurai sword that was 2,000 years, made 2,000 years before samurai swords started being made by... Yeah, see, this part I don't care at all about. No, I get that. But, like, it's kind of cool because it, there's... The sword was passed down to him, like he took. He got Sean Connery, his teacher's old sword, and you know there you go. And then he's fighting the first guy he's fighting with. It has got a million dollar, uh, hand like special Toledo Salamanca broadsword of some sort. That's like they they make reference to it that it's a billion dollars because print because was well, a million dollars because Brenda Wyatt. Yeah, let's is, talk about this. Who is. The love interest, the quasi one of yeah, the love, love interest, love interest. Uh, she is not just a forensics uh, detective for the New York Police Department. <laughs> she is their chief metallurgist and also works at a museum. No, no, no. She, she lied about working at the oh, museum. Oh, that was a lie. Got but it. she did have a published book about metallurgy of medieval weapons. Right. Right. I and mean, her, and then she had this like amazing 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 beautiful apartment right in new york city like i guess that that metallurgy book market is bigger than anticipated <laughs> right but like or the budget has severely altered but like yeah there's i mean it's kind of the friends thing with yeah new i knew you were gonna say that and as i was talking i was like i shouldn't have said this because i hate when mike talks to me about the friends apartment <laughs> yeah it's just it bums me out but so anyways she brenda wyatt uh she's invest she's looking for the sword because that's her thing and then what she stumbles upon is a race of immortals that chop each other's heads off. It really surprises her. And uh, the bad guy shows up, uh, played by Clancy Brown, the Kurgan, uh, named so after a group. He was apparently a member of this tribe that lived in the steeps of Russia like thousands of years ago. Is it steeps? I thought it was thought of steps. Steps of Russia. I mean, I've heard it both ways. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, and they only describe them as, uh, oh yeah, they're real dickheads. They like used to entertain themselves by throwing children into pits with hungry dogs to fight for meat. And that was like all the background of the Kurgan. 
He shows up. Yeah, they didn't try that hard. They were like, yeah, they're really bad, and here's something really yeah. bad. And then they made his armor. He's wearing, like, he's wearing, like, bronze, like, a bronze bear skull as his helmet. Yeah. And then, like. Oh, I liked like that so much. Other skulls and, like, things as his other armor. Like, he looked badass. He looked amazing. And so he, he's the one that shows up in the in, back in the 1500s, stabs Connor, uh, is going to chop off his head, but then gets uh, tackled by some of the clansmen. That's when Connor gets the immortality. That's his first death. Yeah. His clan... You're stabbing yourself again each time you say stab. Every time I say it. Uh, his clan thinks that he's in league with Lucifer. His girlfriend at the time is like leading the charge to get him burned at the stake. His cousins just banish him and kick him out of town. He starts his new life. Years and years go by. Uh, Sean Connery shows up, teaches him how to fight. Bam. And he falls in love. And he falls in love. That story was so with cute. Heather. Was so sad with Heather. Yeah. Heather. Heather. It reminds me of my fifth grade teacher, Heather McQuinney. Ah. And uh, what happens with him and Heather? So he becomes immortal. He finds out he can't have children once Sean Connery shows up and trains him to be... A, a murdering machine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then it seems like only a season or two is going by. And then he calls to Heather as he's coming back. You know, after he's, I don't know, he was doing some some such nonsense. Highland business. Highland business. And you see her from far away and as she gets closer, you realize she's gotten really old. Yeah. And then the next scene is her really old and dying yeah. And he says, I love you just as much today as I did the first day we met. And he's still, like, 18, and she's, like, 100. Yeah. Also, she didn't look 100. She looked, like, 20 with a white wig on. They didn't even right. bother with, like, wrinkles. They were like, right. ah, just put this wig on and, like, cough. You're fine. You, you'll look really old. <laughs> yeah, they didn't make it. She was a really hot old lady. She was a really hot old lady. She yeah. was, like, a witch in, like, not, like, a softcore porn, but in, like, in, like, some... Dumb TV show. Like if Helen Mirren was to do Skinamax as like... No, because that would... She'd win an Oscar. She'll just... Yeah, she'll just knock just, it out of the park. Yeah. Anyway. Anyhow. <laughs> but it was really sweet. And I also love... So, Sean, so Kurgan comes and kills Sean Connery. Right. And that Sean Connery lies and says that Heather is his wife. Right. To protect her. Which yes. I just loved so much. It was yeah. so selfless. Yeah. And that... I mean, and then he still rapes and... Kurgan still rapes and kills her. No, he doesn't kill her. She grows old and dies. Oh, right, duh. No, just rapes her, though. Yeah. Right. Not right, duh. I just said that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, but, I mean, and then he never knew about it until the Kurgan shows up. Until the 1985 showdown. Right. And, again, this guy shows up, and in the fight with Sean Connery, uh, he almost cuts his head off. But instead, like, slices his throat, which fucks up his voice for all eternity. Because apparently they can not, they heal everywhere, except their throat, maybe? Well, because, like, that's, I guess their necks. Gotta protect your neck. Gotta that's protect your neck. the source of their power. You taught me that. Oh, man, in the remake, they are making a remake, by the way. Uh, I, of this movie? Of this movie. If The original? Yes. Well, who's gonna be in it? Uh, it's been kicked around so much, I don't know. Oh, holy they had, shit. Yeah. But because of the protect your neck thing... Uh, I really, really hope that Wu Tang is at Ooh. least involved in the uh, the soundtrack. How fucking cool would that be? Highlander remake with Wu Tang is yeah. such a dream. So the music though of this, that's another like almost star of the movie. Yeah. Because for for anybody that doesn't know, I love the band Queen. 
You I, really do. I love Queen. When and did you recently show that? Uh, we went to a record party uh, with some friends. You should explain what that is. Okay, I will explain what I thought the record party was and then what the record party actually is. I thought the record party was we show up and everybody swaps records. And we, so we buy a record, we want to swap with somebody else, and we take another record home. Yeah, like a Yankee swap, but for records, for yeah. vinyl. But uh, what it actually was is we go to our uh, friend uh, Hadley and Jeremy's house. Uh, they hosted it. We all brought them records. Um, then we l- ate dinner and listened to the records and talked about them. They keep them, and then we draw names out of a hat to see who hosts the next record party, and then... And the host gets to pick the theme. Right, and so the theme of this first one was soundtracks, and so I picked the Flash Gordon soundtrack. Let me also say, everyone turned out. People chose such good soundtracks. Yeah, they really did. We had Guardians of the Galaxy... Which was is I mean always delightful. Right. We had uh, the bodyguard. Yeah. We had. You know you're gonna say it. You want to say it. What did we have? Rocky Four. Oh, we had Rocky Four. Like there were just so Everything many good comes ones. Back to Rocky. Pete, yeah, we back to Rocky. <laughs> Every episode we have to talk about Rocky. Yeah. Uh, and it was just it was such a it's such a fun cute idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. Uh, I'm glad that I didn't get the soundtrack to Highlander to take because I would have wanted to keep it yeah. and been really upset. Um, I wanted to get the big chill. You did. But the sound... There's never enough Motown. There's never enough Motown. That's very true. Uh, I That's how I feel about Queen. There's never enough Queen. The soundtrack for this movie, though, is just badass. So I think you're skipping over what happened to the Flash Gordon soundtrack that you brought. Oh, we listened to it, and it turns out that... Uh, the only songs I remembered from Flash Gordon were like the two or three that were actually full songs. Uh, on the soundtrack, it's broken up with a bunch of garbled uh, background noises. Yeah, like a bunch of like car noises or like rocket noises or something. Rocket noises, car noises, random dialogue, but like it was really bad. It was there was slight music playing over it, just enough that you couldn't really make out what they were saying. It was it, it was, was a bummer. It was a bummer. But the songs that Queen did for Flash Gordon are still badass. Yeah. But bringing it's that... still Queen. Yeah, it's still Queen. And bringing that soundtrack to it uh, really wasn't... It, it was. Uh, it didn't play over well. It was a false move. It was, it was a bad call. It was a bad, it was a bad call. But that's okay. I'll but that. in this soundtrack, also done by Queen... Yeah, in this soundtrack, it's... And because they, made, they wrote songs that fit the scenes that they were... Yeah. And so, because this was the director's cut... Like, he does say it once in the movie, in the non-director's cut. He said, it's a kind of magic. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that in the director's cut, the first time he says that is actually to uh, the sweet girl, Rachel, who was this little Jewish girl about to be killed by some Nazis in World War II. Uh, He runs in, saves her, the Nazi shoots him, he jumps up uh, because he's immortal, takes the gun and kills the Nazi, Mm -hmm. and then raises this this girl who... I I want to know more about that. Um, I... You know what? I will tell you. I'm going to take a quick break because i got to look something up real quick, and we'll be right back. Ass, or badass songs for it. They did. Um, Michael Kamen did the rest of like the orchestration, like the the, the themes and like all the different uh, you know character symphony pieces. Am I a moron for not knowing who that is? Uh, well, I, I knew I knew the name, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to look it up. I'm going to give you a highlight of some of the other movies. A did. Highlander light? A Highlander light, yeah. Uh, Adventures in Babysitting. I don't 
think I've ever seen that. That really shocks and surprises me. Yeah. It seems um, like a movie I would have really loved. Die Hard. Ugh. Uh, the Adventures of Baron Von Munchausen. Oh or Baron gosh. Munchausen. Yeah. Uh, he also did Roadhouse. Never seen it. Uh, Lethal Weapon. Never seen it. Uh, oh, that, that also is a travesty. Uh, Die Hard 2. Never seen it. Hudson Hawk. Never seen it. Never heard of it. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Never seen it. You've never seen Hudson Hawk? I've never even heard. I, don't, I have uh, no idea what that I is. I just made the list. Uh, and then Tales from the Crypt, which is something that I also really, really loved. Is that the weird TV show with the like creepy skeleton with the, the crypt neon keeper. wig? Yes, absolutely it is. It has a neon wig, right? Uh, no. Okay. But, I mean, I... Does it seem like it should? Yeah, it kind of does. But no, he didn't have a neon wig. <laughs> You're so nice. You're so nice that when I <laughs> say something dumb that is just incorrect, you are just so nice about it. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's what marriage is. Making each other watch stuff, and... Marriage is also covering the fact that we had to pause the podcast because I had to pee by saying you had to look up a fact. But I also did end up looking up a fact, so... Yeah, that didn't really Bam. land with me, I would say. Yeah. Um, anyhow, uh, the, so, okay, we gone over the acting, the general plot, the... The uh, Sean Connery, just majestic performance. Did you also know, because oh, I looked up a lot of trivia about this movie meaning it was all on IMDb, and it was just a really long list, uh, that Clancy Brown, when he came into the, like, crofter, I think is the word, uh, the little, like, hut that Heather and Connor lived in, uh-huh. um, he, Clancy Brown, Kurgan was supposed to cut through the table with his sword, but instead cut through the chandelier and nearly decapitated Sean Connery, who got pissed and stormed off set. Oh, wow. And then came back, and Clancy Brown apologized, and Sean Connery, I guess, joked, like, oh, I guess I should use my stunt double more, which I think is pretty cute. Oh, uh, that is pretty cute. Wait, can I tell you one more fact that I learned that I really absolutely. liked? If it's a Highlander-related fact, absolutely. <laughs> I cannot believe how into Highlander I am. <laughs> I'm so excited. I legit loved it. Um, that pretty much all of the extras from 15, 18, or, you know, the 1500 Scotland parts uh-huh. were um, students from Glasgow University... And they were selected because they had long hair because 80s. Oh, wow. And they would just get hammered at night. They'd be like, you know, filming in snow and sleet and rain and just horrible weather. Would just like sleep on the ground, get blacked out and then come back to work. And then they were constantly hammered while filming that they would <laughs> consistently injure each other with their fake swords. That's and so the medics got amazing. a shit ton of extra work on that movie. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make it so much better? It does. I mean, not that it needed to be made better. No, I agree, but it's just <laughs> so adorable. God, I am just Colin. so stoked that you love Highlander. Oh, uh, and I didn't, like, decide before we watched it, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to hate this because Mike doesn't like my choices. Like, no, I just assumed I wouldn't like it. Well, yeah. I, and so it is. that means it's incredibly more amazing because I went in with, like, not the best attitude in the world. I, I wouldn't say I went in with the most open of minds. I went in being like, ugh. Uh, yeah. But I, it was so good. And I, you know, I um, continually, when it's my turn to pick, will ask, certain friends what I should do and Vicky who gets a shout out on every single episode of this podcast who listens to this podcast um, hi Vicky hi Vicky hey uh, I, I ask her every week like what should I do what should I do next and every single she'll she's given me some excellent excellent suggestions but more recently she started to say like 
well, I like all the things Mike likes, so I'm not going to be of any help. And so I feel like she's going to be the most excited that I like Highlander as much as I do. That's really cool. I Yeah, when I told some of my friends that that's what was going to be happening, like we were going to be doing Highlander for my pick, um, just uh, a big show of support. Everybody loves this movie. It's, it's a weird... It's weird, right? Like, yeah, why? I just wish it wasn't the French guy. And, you know, I could not love the French more. I went to French school. We're going to take our much belated honeymoon in France. Right. But I just... But it it's just the accent, so... though. His acting was great, though. I, cu- I honestly couldn't get past it. Really? I was just like, okay, focus on the words. Focus on the words. Like, just ignore it. Like, And I, j- it j- I just found it so distracting, which is such a bummer. But I do think the acting was good. And I think he's handsome and delightful. But I think... I still don't think it's choices. weird that they didn't make Sean Connery um, Scottish. I think, see, that doesn't bug me. That you think feels it was like, kind of like a joke? Yes, I do. I think it was like an intentional, funny joke, okay. but he was working with a um, dialect coach. Okay. So, can okay. I talk about, other than the accent, the thing I hated the absolute most in this movie? Yes. Other than the accent, other than like the premise of violence? Yeah. Again, I would have liked this movie more had like it had just been. Him like hanging out in these different time periods. Yeah, no, I, yeah, with, with no conflict. You with, almost said yeah. fair enough. Uh, I almost did, but I didn't. You just did though. Yeah, but just to call it fine, just right. to call you out on it. But that's fine. All right. <laughs> so the other thing I really, really, really objected to was once he because spoiler alert, and again, I don't think you can have spoilers on a thirty-three-year-old movie. Well, thirty-two-year-old movie. Mm-hmm. Um. He kills Kurgan in the end and absorbs all of his power. Oh, because I don't know if you yeah. mentioned that part, that when they kill another immortal, they absorb all their power. N- not just their power, their knowledge. And that's what Oh, the knowledge. To- oh, we missed that part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but so when he absorbs Kurgan's power, the, like, animated, like, like stick figure dragon swirling around his yeah. head, it really it, it was, was so fucking dumb. It was very 80s dark music video yeah. Like animation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree, but also, I mean, it was made in 1985. Totally. And I don't, I mean, it must have had a very impressive budget, because it was, the set design, It everything. wasn't, it was a four million, uh, nope, it was more than that, it was a $13 million budget, I think. Still, Which isn't that much. It seems like all of the costuming and the set design and everything was really well done. I agree. I will, I will agree that, like, when they kill somebody and they absorb their power, I didn't even knowledge. mind the other ones with just the like zapping of blue light didn't bug me. And I yeah. love, I actually really, cause I like the destruction of things. I just don't like violence was how like <laughs> I loved at the end, like before the stick figure dragons, the like every single piece of glass smashing. Oh yeah. I really, and the explosions and stuff. I did enjoy that actually. It was, yeah. I thought that was all really well done. But so then I'm like these cartoons and they weren't cartoons. They were stick figures. They were, I mean, they were so dumb. Yeah, it was, yeah, they were, those were pretty dumb. I would like, but I, again, I think that has to be a budget thing because if they could have made them look better, they would have. So the remake, if it ever comes out, because I guess it's been held up for years in like different forms of Hollywood, uh, I don't know whatever happens down there. On our break, I Googled and it's apparently set to come out in 2019, but that could be an old article. Ah, man. But, uh. Yeah, I would like to see what they could do it now with, like, a crazy budget. Like, get some of that Avengers yeah, money on it. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like that it didn't have that. Like, they were describing it when I was reading that it was, like, guerrilla filmmaking. And Sean Connery was only on set for a week. Wow. One week. He did all of his scenes that in one week. That is impressive. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I what I also said to you during the break was, 
because we both really like this movie and are just like geeking out on it, we're not doing our usual talk about all sorts of other shit. Like in the last episode where we're talking about literally doomsday prepping. Oh, and the one before that where we were kind of shitting all over the Gilroy Garlic Festival. Exactly right. But right. this one, we're just like, Islander, it's so good. It is so good. I w- this is... <sighs> Between this and Night Court, I, like, you've had some really good choices. So, oh, man, th- that era, I think that... Okay, well, we've talked about it before. This came out in 1986. Yeah, how many of your choices have come out in 1986? All of them? So many Not of my Night favorite Court. movies have come out in 1986. 1986 was... The best year for uh, wives to be born, and the, <laughs> west, the best year for movies to be made. Yeah, I love how much you love 1986. 1986 is the best year. I mean, you were born in 1986. I was. Uh, Highlander came out. RoboCop. Uh, was Alien. Beastmaster 1986? No, that no, was earlier. That no, was like Beast, 81. Beastmaster was much earlier. Uh, yeah, just so many. I mean, and just Google movies of 1986. And they're all awesome. Even Top Gun. Never seen it. Yeah, it's... I, yeah. But, I mean, there's so many great movies. 1986 really was the best year for movies, in my opinion. But, this stands at the top. This is probably my favorite 1986 movie. Wow, that's saying a lot. It How, is. Okay. How many times would you say you've seen this movie? I've seen this movie so much that... I noticed every little bit of difference between what I remembered as a nice. kid and the director's cut. Wow. And like lit up when they when in the director's cut when it shows him in World War II saving uh, Rachel. Oh, oh yeah. So we should talk about that. So in in quote unquote present day, uh, he has this older blonde assistant, and then later in the movie we find out that she's been with him since he rescued her. She's like the only one who knows about. The fact that he's immortal. Right. And he, like, rescued her. And, I like, I want to know more about, like, him raising her. But basically, like, she's yeah. super loyal to him, which I thought was just so adorable. And, like, him getting her from the Nazis. I was confused whether she was a Nazi child because she looked very Aryan. No. Uh, in fact, I, she has a Jewish last name. In the right. I can't remember what it. But. but right now, she looked very Aryan. But I was. And I didn't care particulars she was a cute little kid but i was i thought yeah. that was kind of an interesting choice as a jewess with dark hair right <laughs> uh no I, I like so i did some some research on this i did not know that there was a novelization i also learned that today which i will be purchasing <laughs> because apparently they go into a lot more backstory like in the different yeah. ages and they describe like the little blurb i read was that they describe uh, their relationship is starting off as kind of father-daughter mm-hmm. and morphing more into like a brother-sister type yeah. relationship as she got older. It, were, it was so sweet. That dynamic I really enjoyed. You know who we have not talked about yet? Oh. Uh, Sunda Castigir. Oh, Fazir. F- no, Sunda Castigir. Sunda Castigir. Isn't that the name of the guy who wears the robes who he meets in New York, who he drinks with? Oh, yeah, that was like uh, Fazir, maybe? or no, Fazir was the first guy. Anyway. No, that was, that was Fazil. Okay. I think this I'll, I'll go ahead and look it up. So his buddy that had, he was like a Moorish, like, I guess, uh-huh. uh, person. Uh, and I say that because he when they show him fighting, he's fighting with like a scimitar. And he's wearing like robes that are like... Sunda Castigir. I was exactly 100% right. Is amazing. Again, 
I just want to point out multiple times I have known more about Highlander than you. That is, I'm loving this. <laughs> so, but yeah, they, they first meet on the bridge and uh, Connor is like, they're, they're obviously friends. Um, he puts his hand in his, in his chest, like inside his jacket, faking, obviously faking like he's going to pull out his sword. And his friend there uh, pull, does the same thing, but when he pulls his Sunday hand out. Sunday Castigar. When he pulls it out, he's holding a flask. And they start immediately reminiscing and talking about their part. They're like buddies. They haven't yeah. seen each other for 100 years. They're like best buddies, though. Yeah. And the, and the last, last time they saw each other. The last time they saw each other. <laughs> this was also an extended scene because... So, okay. The first, the last time they saw each other, they got so drunk and hammered and partied that apparently Connor called this uh, nobleman's wife a bloated warthog. Uh-huh. And he challenged him to a duel. Uh where he repeatedly stabbed Connor over and over again, uh, not knowing that he's immortal, and being really pissed, pissed that Real he kept pissed. getting up and not dying. But, I mean, yeah, that I would have loved to have seen more of. Like, more of the backstories. Like uh-huh. those little, exactly. I would have loved to have seen that, because that guy was cool. Yeah. They didn't even show him in the back in the uh, flashback scene. Yeah, I want to see what kind of yeah, party that Yeah, they didn't even dude. show him in the flashback scene. I mean, no. they, like, you, like, heard his voice. But I love yeah. that. And... and I, yeah, I was I was very much delighted by that storyline, and I was real yeah. sad when he died. He was not a fleshed out enough character for sure. Yeah, because he was great. Well, see, that's one of the he things. He was I... probably my favorite character in the movie, actually. Ah, uh, Sean Connery is really good. Sean Connery is pretty great. Who I don't love usually. That surprises me because I love Sean Connery. But we, yeah, that's Wait, why we're doing yeah. this podcast, right? <laughs> uh, but it, that might interest you though for the series because in the series every episode. Duncan McLeod is in a different, like, they, they do nice. like a flashback that pertains to the story in that. Cool. Yeah. I'm into that. It's it's pretty cool. I, I really do like a flashback, much like I like a montage yeah, or know. a vignette, <laughs> which I think is, that has to be the word I was searching for last night. Vignette? Yeah, it's still not accurate. It still doesn't perfectly describe what I'm talking about of these like little encapsulated stories, but like, yeah. technically... That is the definition of it. Right. Well, like in Family Guy, they do the cutaways. That's kind of the same yeah, thing. That, cutaway type. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, whenever you compare something to Family Guy, I'm going to not You're be. Gonna, yeah. I'm going to poo-poo it right away. Right. Dude, would you guess this is our longest episode? <laughs> this is not our longest episode yet. I'm watching the counter. Uh, <laughs> I could talk about Highlander forever. I honestly And I'm be. sure we will. It's so good. Highlander is just so fucking good. Like, I, I know that we kind of... Again, it's a 32-year-old movie. There's no spoilers. That's fine. Right. But it is such a good movie. Uh, definitely you should watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, there are a few things that I want to talk about, though, uh, just really quickly. 1985 New York looks like a nightmarish hellscape. Completely lawless. Going, just like we talked about on the Night Court episode. Right, going it back seems to the night, insane. It seems insane. They went, they let, there was a scene that they left from a bar, and they're walking down the street... And then all of a sudden, they're in an industrial, like a heavily industrial area with like steam pipes going off and like... Well, that's probably just a suspension of disbelief. Right. No, I get that. But the way that that 1980, like 19, mid-80s New York in movies is portrayed is like a lawless hellscape. Yeah, it makes me feel like a real rube being from San Francisco. I feel that way in New York often, though. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it, it seems like in those movies, all the cops are always bubbling idiots. Yeah. And the city itself seems hellish and nightmarish. Yeah. But also, like, comically, whim- like, whimsical. Ooh, disagree on that one. Like, 
there was a lot of neon going on. A lot I of sparks. That. A lot of steam pipes. I really want to go to that neon graveyard in Las Vegas. Oh, yes. I would love yeah. to go there. But can you buy the neon? I don't think so. I think it's just kind of like a park. Like it's mm, Bummer. I feel like when we buy a house, I'm gonna, we need like a corner lot so I can get a giant neon sign. I want the giant neon sign from this movie. The silver cup. Well, that's an actual studio. I mean, that's I think that's where they filmed 30 Rock. Like, that's an actual Silver Cup Studios. Yeah, but I want that I know, sign. it's so cool. That's and that sign. scene was great. I mean, really, I was impressed by the cinematic care put into this movie. With the exception of when Kurgan tries to kill the love interest Brenda, and uh-huh. in her apartment, it's exclusively, like, red and green lights. Oh, yeah! Like, not diffused lighting. It was just so dumb. It was... Yeah, but was that? Do you think that that was a movie choice, or do you think that was like an '80s style choice? A little column A, a little column B, but it, I disliked all of it. I thought it was so obnoxious. So some '80s style elements I really love because they they are so over the top cheesy. Like, so we have as uh, we have two very dear friends uh, who happen to have gotten a coffee table from their parents. Uh huh. Because of where the story is going, I'm not going to say their names. But this coffee table looks as if it had had all of the cocaine in 1987 Never. done off. I know that I know the people, so I know that that wasn't a thing. But man, it is like the, the it well. Is, let's say it looks like it could have been in Scarface. It's this yes, giant yes, that's stone what I, that's what coffee I mean. table. That's what I mean. It looks like a Scarface coffee table. That is obviously 80s. I, I love it. Love it. I, I fucking too. love that. I also love like. Like, when we were watching uh, 80s sitcoms, uh-huh. like some of the background stuff. Uh-huh. There was, so, there was one that I know we've talked about. You said that you didn't really remember it. Uh, it was called Too Close for Comfort. I don't, I don't know what that is. It took place here in San Francisco. Huh. And it was Ted Knight. Uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, he was a cartoonist who drew a cartoon for the San Francisco Chronicle called Cosmic Cow. And whenever he drew it, he wore a Cosmic Cow puppet on his hand. This was the character. Or this is real. This is no. This was the the TV show, the character, and then he lived with his wife and his two daughters and their their goofy neighbor Monroe, and they their apartment was like. It they tried to make it. I mean, it was very San Francisco-y in the eighties, but it had like the interior was like this maroon color, with rainbow painted <laughs> like going just in the living room, just on the wall like a mural. It's the fucking rainbow. And it was cool as shit. And so when I always thought about moving to San Francisco, and even when I moved down here when I was like 17, 18, I remember thinking like, that's what all the interiors in San Francisco Oh, I'm going to have to Google this. I want to see it. Turns out I'm not that far off. You're not. And in my preschool classroom, my dad built this giant rainbow to go like over a door and across one wall. And he built like a castle in another room. He built some cool stuff for my preschool. Well, yeah, but your dad was, uh, he worked in the Yeah, in the he was business. a stagehand. Yeah. Yeah. And so, no, he's, like, really handy. But so, like, when you say that, like, you know, so when I think of San Francisco in the 1980s and you talk about a rainbow mural, this was, like, an actual 3D, like, rainbow sculpture he built, kind of. It was right. so, I wish there were pictures of it because it was really, really neat. I do, too. He, I want, okay, really quick, I, I know the story, but I, I think it needs to be uh, recorded. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so nervous. Uh, oh, the, with the costume that he made you, 
Um, With the the turtle one or the St. Francis of Assisi one? St. Francis of Assisi. <laughs> so growing up in California, I assume everywhere <laughs> in California kids do like um, mission, you know, yeah. the different mission projects. So all like the churches that were built <clears throat> and we dubbed that to hear it later. <laughs> uh, but these beautiful old Spanish churches and... We then, I don't know if we had to dress up. Like, we we did an endangered species project where we had to dress up. I don't know if this one required a costume or if my dad and I just decided, like, let's make it be a costume. I remember not, I didn't have to dress up. I made, like, a diorama yeah. of, of, like, a mission. Yeah, of right. cubes or something. So, I don't, like, I don't think it needed to have costumes, but my dad and I decided to add a little theatricality <laughs> to it. And so we went to... Mendel's, which was this art and fabric store on Haight Street, I assume it's gone, but I hope it's not because it was a great store, and bought like just bolts upon bolts upon bolts of like brown felt. And then he <laughs> made me a robe and then he went down to his garage slash like mad scientist laboratory and figured I'm a friar. I should I was St. Francis of Assisi, I better have a a, a cross. But because it's my dad who does not like religion and always will take a joke at someone else's expense to make himself laugh, which I know nothing about because I'm nothing like that. He made me a cross. So this was in the fourth grade, I think. And I, I was to point out that you're your, exactly like that. Your atheist father made his Jewish daughter a cross <laughs> yeah, for, to dress up as St. Francis of Assisi. <laughs> and he wanted to get me a bald cap, but we couldn't find one at the one store we went to, so we gave up. But the cross was no less than half of my height. But he was like, that's fine. I, I made it out of, what's the, um, not plywood, what's the like really thin wood? Uh, balsa wood? No, even, I get, I don't know. Uh, whatever, this like really thin, lightweight wood. So that it was no problem for me to drag it around. And then he tied it around my waist with a rope. <laughs> and I was St. Francis of Assisi. That is so funny. I remember uh, when I first heard that story, uh, you and your dad telling me to, or telling telling that story to me at dinner. Um, I admitted to you my thing where ever since I was a little kid, I got, uh, in my head, I know they're different people. In my head, I always used to get... Uh, St. Francis of Assisi and the Birdman of Alcatraz mixed up. Oh, yeah. And that's still in, like, that's still a thing. When I picture St. Francis of Assisi, I picture the Birdman of Alcatraz. But why? No clue. Is it because, like, in statues he has birds? Yeah. It has that, to be. That, that has to be the only connection. Yeah, but that is such a small connection. It's really thin. It's, it's, it's really... It's specifically yes. with St. Francis of Assisi oh. and the Birdman of Alcatraz. I just love that he loved animals, which is, I'm sure, why I chose him. Right. Uh, same with Birdman of Alcatraz. Okay. Well, didn't love him as much, but... Well, I mean... Anyway. Anyhow. I don't... I, I have no clue what we were talking about when we went off on the this, this is now our uh, longest episode, officially. <laughs> Um, so I guess it's time to wrap it up. We could do honestly five episodes on Highlander. We won't because that sounds oh, but now like the, cruel and unusual punishment. But, but now I kind of want to see what you think about the series and the other shows. I'm not. Well, let's not overdo it. I'm not going to overdo it. Yeah. I'm not. No, I'm not going to overdo it. But I am definitely going to order the novelization okay. and apparently some other books. Uh, yeah, yeah. So for next time, Ooh. I I'm thinking a book. Okay. And I feel like the pressure is really on. I feel like my all of my choices thus far have been lackluster, for lack of a better word. I wouldn't uh, say so. They 
made me feel sad that I chose them. Is how I'll, <laughs> I'll phrase it. I, so I want to get something you're not going to hate. Okay. Um, but I want to get something that like I really loved. So there are a few contenders. I've been texting with our very dear friend Dana, mm-hmm. uh, who loved reading as much as I did when we were little kids, and uh, we've we've had a pretty lively exchange about some potential options. Okay. Um, some you may have heard of. Some you probably have not so we'll uh, we'll see i think currently walk to moons is on a is is a potential a judy bloom book is a potential oh. face on the milk carton i mean it's it's gonna be something i mean face on the milk carton is i think another reason that i really love true crime but i don't know it's it's gonna be a book though i think okay yeah i actually i i thought of a different media for you as okay. well okay i was thinking of different albums yeah. Or like, or collections rather. Like, I feel like f- to fill up a box, like, I mean like a box set of something. Like the, you know, the collected works of Nirvana. Like you listen to those. Or, I or we can listen hope together. you don't choose I know. that. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't do that to you, but. Uh, that sounds like a boring episode though. Because I, I, you know, I don't want to fall back completely just into the movie crutch. But yeah. there's so many, like Karate Kid and because the new series is coming out, I really want to like. Yeah, they're also, I mean, this. There, there are ideas. There are more episodes to come. And we are also always taking recommendations at popgoestheweaselspodcast at gmail.com yeah. or on Instagram at popgoestheweaselspodcast. Or if, like, uh, just text us. I yeah. Mean, most of the <laughs> our three listeners have our numbers, emails, uh, and address. So, you know, keep keep them coming. We're, and uh, we're also open to guest stars. We are. Uh, in fact, one uh, real quick before we go, I just want to say – I had an idea about, uh, so I wanted to see if we could call my parents because my dad will be able to tell you how many times uh, we rented Highlander until he it finally came on HBO and he recorded it and then I probably wore out that tape. Um, and he also is really excited that we are doing Highlander this week. Yeah, we you've gotten a lot of feedback on oh, yeah. on choosing Highlander and I it's and it was a really another phenomenal choice. You you're on. A role. What did you choose before Night Court? Uh, what was it before Night Court? It was something I think you hated. It was... <laughs> uh, what did we do? We started off with Beastmaster. Yeah. And then we did... Babysitter's Club. Babysitter's no, Club. No, we did uh, Clifford, then Babysitter's Club. Yeah. We did... Uh... Anyway, we don't Anyways. have to do this on the air. No, we don't um, have to do this at all. But uh... <laughs> we, uh, we think we're getting closer to getting this puppy up on iTunes. Yeah. Maybe someday in the next month, that'll if, be a reality. If you're listening to this right now, and on can iTunes, help us, or or you can help us. No, so if this is in the future, you're listening <laughs> to us now. Uh, We're sorry. You are listening to it on iTunes, and uh, we figured it out. But it's also kind of like we're uh, Highlanders, uh, mortals ourselves, because it's now the future. Yeah, I feel like it's more like we're. We might as well not record this and just sit here and talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. All right. But there can be only one. There can be only one. And uh, got to protect your neck. Got to protect your neck. See you next time.